Before today's episode, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and recognise their continued connection to the beautiful land and sea. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the land my listeners are on. Welcome to Ritual the Podcast, your cottage in the woods, a sacred space for the witches, the healers, the magical folk to meet and speak of wisdom, witchery and old world magic, where people come to learn, to hear stories, to share secrets and to be free to be their true selves. Welcome to Ritual. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ritual. I am Amy Harvey and I hope that you had a beautiful Yule if you celebrated this week. Um, I hope your winter solstice was full of magic and yummy food and cozy vibes. And if you are listening to this from the top end of the world, I hope that you also had a beautiful Letha or summer solstice filled with fairies and sunshine and all the all the warm beautiful flower vibes that we don't have here because it's just cold but wherever you are I hope it was a beautiful week um this episode I am very excited about I know I say that about every episode but this one in particular because I if you have been following me on Instagram, you may have noticed that I absolutely love all things fairies and mermaids. And on this episode, we are talking to a amazingly magical woman called Karen Kay, who is just this like wealth of knowledge about all things to do with fairies and mermaids. So this one was right up my alley and I was she's just like the most adorable person in the world. I just want to hug her and sit with her all day and listen to all her stories because she is truly amazing. So I hope you enjoy this episode and uh, enjoy all the uh, fairy vibes. So I am very excited today because one thing um, about my witchy journey and something that I think I have always had growing up throughout my life is I've always been extremely passionate and connected with fairies and mermaids. And my guest on the show today is someone who I have seen um, or I've heard interviewed in different podcasts before, and she is literally the fairy and mermaid queen in my eyes like she is just a wealth of knowledge she's also just this like bubble of happiness and like I knew as soon as I was starting this podcast that I had to have her on because she's just like just her energy is just so beautiful and she's like I said the fairies and the mermaids are totally like they're they're just my thing so I'm really, really excited for today. Now, my guest is an author. She is an editor-in-chief of Fae Magazine. Yes, there is a, a magazine about fairies. And she also runs a festival about fairies as well. Like that's that's literally my dream life. So I'm very excited to have the Mer Fairy herself, Karen Kay. Hello. Oh, hi, Amy. <laughs> What a lovely introduction. I thought, oh, she sounds good, whoever you're introducing. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Now, where are you in the world right now? So if you visualize the United Kingdom. Yes. And then you go right down to the bottom and it looks like there's a little toe at the end at the bottom of the United Kingdom. And I'm kind of about 10 miles away from Land's End, which is I, I'm literally at the ends of the earth. That's where wow, I am. Wow, that's Cornwall. cool. Yeah, you're in Cornwall. OK, we're going to come back to Cornwall because I have many questions. It's one of my dream places. So we're going to come back to that. Um well, thank you for being with me today. I, I just knew that I had to have you on because like I was saying, I have always been really interested and connected with fairies. And I know a lot of people that follow me, um, they are too. Like I always get questions about it. I If I do anything to do with fairies, people are always really like they gravitate to it. Um, so I knew I had to get you on. So, I mean, it's hard because I'm excited and I want to talk about fairies and mermaids at the same time, but I'll try and like condense it to one. So how, how did you begin your journey with fairies? Like, were they something that were, were always around you or like, what was your, what was your journey? How did it all begin? It began when I was a little girl and my parents had separated and I spent a lot of time with my mother's mum, my grandmother, mm -hmm. and she loved flowers and she would spend a lot of time in her garden. And I, I think I was about five or six years old and I remember just being with her and she loved roses and I remember the fragrance it was so beautiful and, and the petals would fall as she was pruning them and I would gather up all the petals and put them in a little pot put some water in mush them all up and I would make what I believed was um, perfume for the flower fairies it was actually rose water and I would leave it out overnight and then I'd go back the next day to check and it would always be gone and in my innocent little child heart I thought well, I, I knew that the fairies had taken it. The flower fairies had taken mm -hmm. the perfume. Now, the more kind of cynically minded might say, well, of course, it just evaporated overnight. But I left quite a lot. And, I, you know, you can leave a big bucket of water out overnight and it doesn't evaporate. So I, I knew that it was fairies. And that was my first conscious recollection of um, connecting with the fairies. Mm -hmm. And then I would see them as like little points of dancing light and like really tiny lights. So I, I see and connect with the angels as well. And their light comes in as kind of big and pulsing. That's yeah. how I perceive it anyway. Mm -hmm. But with the fairies, it's tiny. It's very vibrant, kind of almost like electrical type of lights in all different oh. colors. And I would see them and I knew that that was fairies. So that was my first um, conscious connection with the fae realm. Wow. I love, I love how they can come through to people in so many different ways. Like I, I often see them as like little white specks as well, like usually in the corners of my eyes, but I love how sometimes people can like they hear bells or, you know, they can come in all sorts of ways. I think that that's so funny. Like it's such like a yeah. fairy energy because they're like so different in so many ways. Yeah, they're so magical and they're so creative and, and they'll come to you and attract your, if they want to connect with you, they'll attract your attention in any way that they know they can get to you or get your attention. And so yeah. usually I hear this a lot as well, like people do see them out of the corner of their eyes a lot of the time, because I think you're not focused on that area. So you're more um, likely to just catch a little 
wisp going by or something and I, I get that too as well I get lots of different um, uh, ways of communicating with them and it, it's interesting because more recently over the well when I say recently over the last kind of five years or so they come in with fragrances now and I know they say that um, when spirits are you know spirits can come in with a fragrance like it could be a past loved one or something well this is the same fragrance that keeps coming through and it is toffee apples I don't know if you've really? ever smelt those yeah and I was in the middle of the woods and I was actually filming one of my I do um try to do them daily but little fairy readings yeah. in the woods if I can and I was in the middle of the woods and there was no one around there was nothing around and then suddenly I was just getting my cards out and preparing and this fragrance of really sweet toffee apples just appeared. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. And I was looking around to see if I could find any toffee apples, but there was no one around and I didn't have any with me. And if I did, I would have eaten them. Sure. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I thought that's interesting. And then I kind of got the telepathic feeling that it was their the calling card of the fairies basically and mm. it happened it's happened probably three or four times since then so now when I smell it I know that they're around it doesn't mean to say that you're going to get that or someone else no. they might do but they're very creative and that's one of the ways that they know they can get my attention as well <laughs> and do you think like that smell in particular would that be a certain fairy or kind of fairy or would it just be like fairy energy in general well I feel like it's the type of fairies that are connecting with me um I, I've connected with various types of fairy energy over the years some nice not some not so nice and these are the kind of nice ones that tend to be part I feel like I've got a team around me um and they're they're kind of just coming in with their lightness and their sweetness it's a very sweet energy but it's not to say that there are kind of more darker energies in the fairy realm that many of us are, are warned about a lot of the time and whether they're nice or not so nice fairies we should always be respectful of their environment and um yeah so I think it's a particular type of fairy that or a group of fairies actually it feels like a group kind of on mass calling card there's definitely more than one that comes around that's for sure with that I actually wanted to ask you um there is a lot of mixed information about fairies and I think this is something that often overwhelms people is because you hear um you know they can be really light energy they can be really playful they can be cheeky but then there are people who say they're actually quite dangerous to be around um they can you know cause more harm than good and I think having those like mixed messages can sometimes really deter people from even wanting to go into that realm um so what are your what are your thoughts about that okay so I feel like there are elements of truth in all of the information and ultimately you have to tune in to what is right for you yeah. now I could be scolded by many kind of learned fairy experts <laughs> for you know the, the work that I do but but I'm working not from an intellectual or academic place I'm working from an intuitive experiential place so everything that I share is are things that I've actually experienced mm -hmm. and 
anybody can question me on it. I'm not saying to anybody, you must believe me. I'm just sharing. And if it resonates, which I know it does for a lot of people, because a lot of people reach out to me and say, oh, I've had this experience, etc. Now, mm-hmm. one of the times I went to um, France in a place called Dolmen de la Fise, and uh, it was based on, um, I went there because there was a book, sorry, I, I'm like the fairies, like inside out, back to front, between, <laughs> I'm all over the place, but I, I always I'm come like back to well. the yep. point, mm-hmm. so hopefully you, you can um, bear with me or come with me on this journey. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, there's a book called The Sun and the Serpent mm-hmm. by Hamish Miller and Paul Broadhurst, and they doused the ley lines within the UK and across Europe. And I think they've even done it around the world. I'm not hundred percent sure, but this book focuses on Europe. And there was a place where the ley lines crossed yeah. in France called Dolmen de la Fies. Mm-hmm. And so I went there with, with a very, very good friend, my partner at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, thinking oh la 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 I'm gonna go like skipping into this place and <laughs> yeah uh, we arrived at night time and it had this really kind of heavy energy and it was mm. like oh I wasn't expecting this and then I said well we might as well go there but it felt really uncomfortable and I said look tell you what let's just get out of this area mm-hmm. and um come back in the morning yeah so we would driving around and every road we took brought us back to the same place really and it was like one of those episodes of the twilight zone I don't know if you've ever seen that and it was like oh this is a little bit spooky and I thought well let's just stop the van and stay somewhere kind of within range but out of the try and stay out of the aura but you couldn't because it was such a huge aura of this place so um I thought "Mm, okay so we went to have a look and I just got a big no I just heard no really Mm -hmm. loudly and then when we peeked it I could see all of these little kind of green eyes within the the stone formation it's a big dolmen obviously it's huge and I could just see all these little curious green eyes and they it didn't feel evil but it felt I didn't feel comfortable and they were saying no and you can't go into any sacred space if you're hearing a no and if you do then you're a little bit silly so I thought okay I'm gonna really respect this and it wasn't like how I imagined it would be Mm -hmm. so we went back to the van went to sleep and then about four or five about five in the morning I hear this voice you can come now Uh and I I, I was half well I was asleep and it woke me up and I thought go away I'm like this is so early yeah um (laughs) and then it and then it insisted you can come now and so I woke up Michael and I said Michael they're saying we can go now we can go to the the stones um so we went there and it was a completely open welcoming energy Mm. very very different than it was the evening before and what it was what I I sensed that it was is that Mm -hmm. they were kind of scanning us because when we got there there were signs of kind of teenage um activity yeah a few broken bottles were around but there's been disrespect and so yeah people had been there and not respected it not really understood what the place was so we cleaned Mm -hmm. it up 
and um, were just in that space. And, and what it was, it was basically the fairies were very wary of humans, which of they are. And any uh, any kind, I'm not saying they're animals, but even people, like if you feel threatened, you will kind of raise your hackles. You will get a little bit defensive yeah. um, because you want to protect yourself. And that's what I was feeling was happening. So that energy could have been perceived as being very dark and it, it wasn't, it didn't feel like light and sparkly and yay. It didn't feel like that when I first encountered it. But then when we went in the next day, once we were given the formal invitation to come in and I heard it very, very clearly, you can come now. It's like, yeah. whoa, um, it was very different. It was like open arms because they sensed our energy and they knew that we were there for, for good reasons. Yeah. Um, so that that's just a little example about a kind of more, grayer energy um, that I experienced but it was them just protecting themselves now there are mischievous fairies there are fairies that will trip you up that will do Mm -hmm. these things and I think we always have to remember that when we're going into the terrain the domain of the fairies which is basically all over the earth wherever they choose to be because they're guardians of the land primarily we need to be really, really respectful because if mm-hmm. somebody knocks on my door in the middle of the night, I ain't letting them in. They're yeah, not that's coming true. in, exactly. you know, if I don't know them. Mm-hmm. I want to suss them out. I want to know who they are. And I want to check out that it feels okay. And I feel like the fairies are very similar in that respect. So as I said at the very beginning of answering this question, it's it's about your experience and there is truth in all of these things. So mm-hmm when you find your kind of fairy tribe or rather when your fairy tribe if you're allowed to say that word I'm not sure what words I'm allowed to use anymore <laughs> I know all the PC stuff um yeah your fairy group your mm-hmm. you know your fairy family when you find them and they find you it will just sit really nicely in your heart and you will know you'll yeah. just know instinctively it's not something I believe that you can experience through reading although you can gain a lot of knowledge through it but it's very experiential as far as mm. I'm concerned I have heard and I think one thing that people need to remember is that fairies are very different to like if you're doing like deity work where often they can be a bit more I guess um willing to play ball straight away where I know with fairies it's very much about respect and like playing by their rules and listening to what they want And I think people often, they do go into like working with them and just like expecting something immediately and expecting them to work for you without giving them the respect. And I think often when you do do things like give them the space that they need or even like respect the space that they're in by cleaning up rubbish or doing something, you'll often like see that shift where they go, okay, you're not going to come in and trash it or just take from me. And because humans, they do do that. They come in, they destroy, and then they leave. And I think, well, it kind of makes sense that they would be wary of us because like, what have we done for them? You know? Exactly. That that's exactly how I feel. And, and it does make sense really. As I said, if somebody knocks on your door in the middle of the night, you're not just going to let them in. If you go into a space that is their realm and you don't have that same love, 
then mm. they are going to be wary because from their point of view humans are the ones and this is general probably not the people that are listening to this because mm-hmm. most people will be aware who are listening to this but a generalization of humans is they'll go in they'll see what they want they rape the earth they take what they want they cut down trees they do all this stuff so it is really understandable why fairies would be wary of yeah. humanity Absolutely. um and and it, they're not little genies to no our beck and call and yeah I have worked with fairies for manifesting but it's not me telling them it's a co-creation and it's only if they want to do it and I teach this when I do my talks and workshops about Mm -hmm. manifesting with fairies and it's not just about manifesting things they can help you manifest happiness or joy Mm. or peace um it isn't always about material things although it can be I mean they've manifested some good material things for me as well or helped me to but it isn't about it feels like if you want it for selfish reasons they will mesh you around but Mm. if it's something like a genuine need that is coming from your heart then then they're more likely if they want to to co-create with you because it's fun and like you said as well when we show our love and respect and passion for the planet in the same way that they have by picking up litter by looking at the products that we're using in our homes all these types of things that do have an impact on the environment and this goes for the oceans and the mermaid energy as well as the the land and the fairies um when we do that they're more inclined energetically to be drawn to us like that saying um was it your vibe attracts your tribe and that can be your tribe Mm. of fairies as well yeah I totally get that you know it just made me think of um was it last year or the year before there was that thing going around I think on TikTok about those girls who were trying to either curse the fae or kill them or something horrible like they would I I I didn't actually see it I just heard about it and I was like good luck good luck to you like no idea what you're doing like you're messing with and I don't think like I've heard from them since so I'm like obviously didn't end very well for them (laughs) yeah I I heard about it but again Mm. I didn't I wasn't on TikTok then and I am now um Mm -hmm. it's quite addictive isn't it so but um (laughs) but um yeah so I did hear about that and I thought what on earth are you doing like and this is the thing like a lot of the um the fairies and a lot of the negative stuff about fairies was because they were literally demonized by the church and this is no offense like any I respect all paths of peace, mm-hmm. all religions. As long as people approach me with a respect and exactly. in peace, then I'll do the same back. Um, but it is true in the past, like this, they say about fairies not liking iron, and that stems from um, the church bells, because the yeah. the orthodox, a lot of orthodox religious um, people would say that the fairies were little demons and and they're not they're a completely different they're nothing I mean they can act in in those kind of naughty ways but they're not they're a different breed if you like and so that's where the um that knowledge of of saying that fairies don't like iron because there are actually fairy blacksmiths as well (laughs) in that realm so you know they can deal with iron um yeah There are other schools of thought out there that would say contrary to that, but that is what my belief and feeling is based on the the knowledge that I've read and and my experience with them. 
And everyone's going to have a completely different experience. Like you can read 20 different books and everyone will be writing something different. And I think you do need to kind of go into it with a really open mind and just go, well, the, the signs that they might send me might be something that I'm not even expecting. Like you might be sitting there waiting for a bell yet you haven't realized that there's been a bird sitting next to you the whole time and you're just completely ignoring it because you're like no I'm waiting for the bells but it's like open your eyes and see what's in front of you yeah be fully present that that's one of the things that I share when I um, teach about connecting with fairies is to be fully present and try not to have any expectations even if you're setting out to connect with fairies Mm. you have to keep letting that go because they'll be aware of you if you're putting that sign out that signal that you want to connect with them they will definitely be aware of you but they're not necessarily going to come close straight away so you have to be really patient really present and then it will just unfold in its own way they'll come to you if they want to when they want to Mm. they don't do it to our time for human time means nothing to the realm of the faith they're within their own realm and human time is man-made so it it, it's not it's silly to get impatient with them or anything like this if the experience is meant for you it will happen Mm -hmm. and if it's not it won't quite simple right do you um do you have like a a morning ritual that you do I'm always like fascinated by how people start their day. So do you have like a morning ritual that you would do each day to like build that connection or maintain that connection with them? A good question. So my morning ritual, if you like, is to Mm -hmm. wake up and just be thankful and in gratitude that I've opened my eyes for another day, that I'm awake, that I'm alive, that I'm in this body. So I wake up with my morning ritual of gratitude that's the first thing I'm grateful for everything my health my connection with the fairies my roof over my head the ability Mm. to live in a peaceful environment which many people in the world don't have that so I I really do give thanks that's a genuine thing to existence um whatever label you want to put on it the the creative divine force that made me be in this body if you like which I know I'm part of and the fairies are part of that too so really it's very simple it's not very grand at all um and then I'll make myself some hot water and lemon and then I'll have a nice bath um oh, and I put rose, rose petals. yeah I put rose petals in the bath and I make sure that I always give myself that time and that is non-negotiable unless I'm away and there's no bath or something changes pretty much every day that is my ritual those are my rituals that I do to start my day and it just sets it up in a really lovely way like starting your day with gratitude rather than the worries this and that because they're going to come in to be human sure. you're going to have these human concerns so I I don't I don't try not to focus on them I just don't focus on them when I wake up and that sets a really beautiful tone for the rest of my day and just allows space for whatever's going to happen to happen mm-hmm. I think that um, starting your day with gratitude is something that people 
often overlook, but it's a real superpower because you're right. Like you do have days where you feel like everything goes wrong and you have days where you wake up and you go, oh my God, today is going to just be full on. But if you start the day, especially like even just saying, I'm so thankful that I woke up today, like you've already won, like you've already won. It can only continue on and and it kind of like puts you in that mindset where you're like yeah like all the shit might happen but like I'm alive so yeah that's pretty cool that is totally cool and it is something that many people take for granted because as they get caught up in the the grind of daily life and whatever situation they're in they often forget and people are very good at moaning and complaining I'm not saying I'm perfect you know I moan I complain at times but I start every day with just I just feel joyful it's like Mm -hmm. I'm awake again because it is a gift this Mm -hmm. body this life is a total gift and I'm so grateful And, and I know in you know when you're comparing to other places in the world that maybe don't feel so blessed at the moment because of things that are going on um it's hard it's really hard but we have to focus on where we are at this time and deal with whatever's happening and for me that that's just the ritual that I do every day I love I would love to start my day with a with a bath I am because I always say that I'm a double Leo. I'm a Leo sun and a Leo moon. So I've got lots of fire. And so I try and end my day with a bath because I feel like that element of water like really balances me out. And I love when you like, I mean, there's nothing better than a bath. I just, I don't, I don't see it. (laughs) I agree. I agree. It's just so (laughs) perfect. I could sit in there for hours. Well, I do sit in there for hours. So yes, I love that. Um, now with the fairies, again, as I said before, I do have a lot of people who are very interested in working with them. So what would your advice be for people who are just at that beginner point and they they want to make the move, but they're not quite sure the best way to begin? What would you suggest? Okay, so I won't kind of bombard you with lots of information, <laughs> but I'll, I'll start with a couple of simple things that you can mm-hmm. do. So first of all, look at your connection with the earth because mm-hmm. if you're what if you want to connect with the fairies who are guardians of the earth they love the earth they care about the earth and a byproduct of them is their magic so that's secondary if you like like they are here for the earth initially so look at your connection with the earth are you planting any flowers any vegetables do you use pesticides get rid of them if you do um, and just look at natural organic things and maybe grow your own food or do you don't have to go to that extreme you can just buy a house plant Mm -hmm. or just be in nature but connect with the earth energy through plants and trees and then if you're able to get yourself out into nature find a tree that you feel drawn to and then ask permission of that tree because trees are living beings too Mm -hmm. and most trees love hugs from humans but Mm -hmm. some don't Mm -hmm. and and so you you would go as close to the tree as feels comfortable and then kind of ask in your mind or out loud may I come close to you and you'll feel it you might not hear yes or no but you will feel mm-hmm. energetically if you can go forward and again that in that means being present being in the moment so that you're open and can sense yes. the energy of the tree and then mostly you'll get a yes and then you'll go to the tree sit with your back against the tree and connect 
and then um, you can again say out loud or in your mind fairies fairies come to me as I sit beneath this tree Mm. easy and that's you can do your own version of that that's just something that came to me when the fairies communicate with me it's very often in rhyme and the reason for that is because it's fun it's playful but also you're more likely to remember it so um and I find that they're very kind of simplistic and that doesn't mean dumb or anything it just means simple clear Mm -hmm. clear messages simple messages um so I would do that and then just sit by the tree and then just wait just be be with the tree I love that yeah and just keep I will say an open heart and an open mind and Mm -hmm. sit or be there for as long as feels right there's there are no rules either in the fairy realm in that sense when you're trying to connect when you're wanting to connect and you might get something instantly Mm -hmm. or you might not um and like you say you might be expecting to hear a little bell which can happen or Mm -hmm. it could be a bird an animal a creature and you might say well there's birds and creatures and animals everywhere yes but they'll be acting in a slightly different way that will draw your attention like perhaps a butterfly that will come flying by and then again and then land on your head and then land on your hand or something it will just be something a little bit different because the fairies are connected with all of these um animals they're shapeshifters as well so they're able to appear in that way especially if they don't know you and they want to connect and see who you are what you're all about they can appear in a kind of animal form um or you might see lights that's something else but but there I couldn't even write a, a list of all the different ways it really is about just knowing and feeling and being it might happen there and then it might happen a few hours later weeks months yeah even years it, it it really is about doing it but with no expectation which is the challenge for humans it is we <laughs> want things, things right now exactly and mm-hmm. then once you've done that and really you know pick up litter if there's litter in the area pick it up but not yeah. just to show the fairies do it all the time take a mm. little bag with you and just show that you love the earth and act it walk your talk and and they'll notice beautiful I love and and it is it's so easy isn't it it's really really simple and I think like the um the doing something like that every day it shows them that you are committed you're not just there just to like see something funny or whatever like you're you really want to form that relationship and it's like anything it's like you don't just walk up to a stranger and go we're friends now like, you know, you have to like kind of hang out for a little bit and then maybe yeah. you like message a bit and then it like it builds over time. So I think like doing something like that, it's super easy. And also you're yeah. cleaning up the environment. So there's a bonus. Exactly. Um, and the other thing, there's there's lots of things you can do. But like I said, I don't want to kind of overwhelm everyone. So the other thing is a fairy door or a gnome yeah. or a fairy or a little sign. Now, I... I would suggest ideally not putting a fairy door in your home unless (laughs) you want your home overrun by fairies. And I do have fairy doors in my home. My home is overrun by fairies. (laughs) And once you open a fairy door is a portal, it's a symbolic energetic portal. 
Um, and they are fun and they are cute and they are sweet, but really put them outside. Ideally. They come with consequences. Just, <laughs> they can. Yeah, they definitely can. They don't always, but they definitely could. Mm-hmm. So I would say, especially if you're first starting out, you're basically putting a portal in your home, which you don't really want to do. So do it outside. If you don't have your own garden, maybe on a somewhere near your home outside. And so what you're doing again is you're saying it's like, you're welcome here um I've got little signs that say fairies welcome they're all outside but the yeah. fairies already know they're welcome yeah <laughs> taken over my life and <laughs> I don't worship fairies this is the other thing we don't worship fairies no we respect them and if they want to connect and if we want to connect we can form these beautiful fairy friendships that can last years as they have in my case and And it literally has taken over my world in a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always have a choice, um, even though they, like I said before, (laughs) they care not for human time. So I'll get woken up in the middle of the night with these (laughs) crazy ideas that are really quite good. But I'm like, it's the middle of the night. And then I have to write (laughs) it down and then they'll leave me alone. It's not every night it happens, but it does happen a lot. And a lot of the things that I do, like the festival that I do, that was inspired by the fairies and many, many other things. And the oracle cards that I wrote, the Mm. oracle of the fairies. They're beautiful, um, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Well, they were literally, it was like a co-creation. So yes, it came through my filter. I will take credit for that and the actual writing of it, but the inspiration and the energy behind it definitely um, was and is inspired by the fairies. And there's just one card that I'll mention now, Mm -hmm. the uh, wisdom card where there's a fairy and there's an owl coming in. And as so I see the vision Mm-hmm. And then I write down um, the what I'm seeing in the card. And then I yep. would send that to the artist who actually is an Australian artist. Ah, cool. Ginger Kelly. Mm-hmm. And she was incredible because she she's like a multimedia artist. So she'll draw, she'll layer, she'll do digital. It all goes on top. Wow. But she was really receptive and open to my interpretations. Because um, usually the publishers that I'm with, they said normally you know the uh, the author would just write a few lines but I was writing reams of all these (laughs) tiny little details that had to be in it and Ginger loved it so that was really good Um, but when I was doing this particular card it was all channeling through and I work best in the evenings and Mm -hmm. um, I heard this owl as I was getting the whole thing like there was literally an owl outside and I don't live in the middle of the woods I don't live far from the woods but Mm -hmm. it was and I don't hear the owl every night but it was just all the outside was really coming in and it was just a beautiful it all lined up it all lined up and that's pretty much what happened with each of the cards that something happened with each wow I don't like the word channeling but it kind of is channeling yeah Um, but Mm. it's through my filter so I don't want to say oh something overtook me and I just did this no it was me it was through me it was a co-creation yeah you're doing Um, it together yeah yeah and and the cards yeah and the cards not just my cards there are many other um beautiful fairy decks out there as well but I can only really honestly think about my ones (laughs) because I did them but oracle cards are a great way to connect with the fairy realms as well because Mm. they 
they have a kind of um, connection with that and can guide you in lovely ways as well. And it's about just finding the right Oracle deck that is right for you. And as I said, there are many, many out there. I like that you said that your house is overrun with fairies because I notice that whenever mine is like, they kind of like float in and out. Um, But I do notice, especially like coming up to like Beltane, especially in the spring and in the summer, um, all my things go missing. Like the things that I need to use right now, they just vanish. They're gone. Like my keys gone. My, if I'm like making candles, like the things just go away. And then I spend like 10 minutes, like pulling everything apart. And then I look and they're sitting right in front of me and it happens all the time. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't giving you enough attention. And that's what they do to like go, hello, like we're waiting for you. And so it's just funny how that they like, you know, when they're around they make their presence quite known <laughs> oh yeah yeah and in fact that reminds me of another one of the cards I've got is the lost and found fairy so when that happens because that does invariably happen when you start working with fairies you'll lose mm. things or things will just vanish and then they'll appear in the same place like the yeah, next day and you're crazy <laughs> yeah but they yeah. took um well I, I'm blaming them but it could obviously I have to take responsibility it could be mm. me just mislaying things but <laughs> you kind of know so I had this beautiful golden key fairy necklace with golden wings it was a solid kind of gold key and I used to wear it a lot and and it just vanished and Mm -hmm. I never took it anywhere so I know it's here somewhere within my my messy human (laughs) (laughs) creatively messy human realm yes (laughs) Um, but it's been gone for about three years and I keep asking them it's like I really want that necklace back but I think they really like it because it was really pretty um and a couple of other things like my jacket which is definitely here somewhere and that's a big thing to disappear yeah Um, that's a big one yeah very (laughs) so they're magical beings they can do what they like and again if they haven't I please forgive me fairies for blaming you for something you haven't done but they can they can do that Mm -hmm. so be prepared for fun and and lovely mischief as well it's like fun chaos yeah 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) so then shifting over to mermaids which again I'm extremely excited about Um, different energy (laughs) different energy so what was your first experiences then with mermaids how did that journey begin for you well that began when I was in my I don't know if it was my late teens or my early 20s Mm -hmm. I'd always liked mermaids but I never really had that connection and I lived in London Mm. and then I came to Cornwall and that's when I first had my mermaid experience and The way it materialised was quite interesting because I came to Cornwall and all my friends in London said, you won't last five minutes in Cornwall because Mm -hmm. I was a party girl. I was city girl. I was always out. I love the hustle and bustle. Mm -hmm. And I arrived in Cornwall and I was like, I'm home. I just felt it. I was home. It's like your soul place. Yes. Mm. And that's exactly what I felt. And what I loved about it and what I still do love about it is that it's pretty much surrounded by the ocean Mm. and there's woodlands, there's rugged cliffs, there's moorlands, there's every type of nature, there's every type of nature and it's all 
kind of wild and rugged and I really like that mm, I love that and um yeah so when I arrived I suddenly felt this inexplicable urge to draw mermaids mm. and you might say well that's no big deal but I'm not an artist I've done a few kind of matchstick people drawings <laughs> it's not what I'm known for put it that way um I'm more like swirly blobs of color and abstract type of art but not actual it was this was really defined and and the the inclination to do this was so strong and I I probably spent about two or three months just drawing and I don't have any of those pictures now which is so mm. annoying but I can see them in my mind I remember them I drew every single scale and they were just like black pen and silver wow. ink and, but they weren't like the sort of mermaids that you might expect so they were like warrior mermaids yeah. and mermen on thrones with tridents and they were really powerful and and that just kept coming through so that was my first connection mm -hmm. um and then I just kept as I do now I just get this pull to go to the ocean to be near the ocean to put my feet at the very least yeah. in the ocean and connect with that beautiful um energy because mermaids are one of the guardians of the ocean there are many different guardians mm. but the mermaids are the ones that I really connect to so that's how I first had my connection with mermaids in my late teens early 20s wow so they've been around for a while that's beautiful yeah, yeah I've been around for a while too <laughs> <laughs> and so what do you think, how do you find the difference between the energy of a mermaid and the energy of a fairy? Like how would you differentiate them for you? What does it feel like for each? Mm, yeah. Well, as soon as you even said the word mermaid, I just slowed down. Yeah. And started like this. It's just like a different flow. I just feel the ocean I feel it it's deep it's wild it can be calm it can be stormy and that's the kind of energy of the mermaids the fairies are very for me the fairies that I connect with are very fizzy very light mm -hmm. um they can have this other kind of magical quality as well that might be a little bit perceived to be a little bit darker um but it, it's very different and the mermaids tend to come in on a kind of emotional level so it's really about the feelings and being honest about the feelings and mm -hmm. going to places that perhaps you would rather not because it's uncomfortable and and when I wrote my mermaid deck that was what happened and that literally flowed so quickly that I mm. doubted it it just came through so quickly and um but I sent it to the publishers and then they came back and said it was really deep and really good wow. and when I read it even when I use the cards now I'm like did I write that yeah did who that did that that was good <laughs> it's like yeah it's like I'm talking to myself now but back then because they've been out I think a couple of years now oh no hang on yeah it's two years they came out in mm -hmm. 2020 yeah so wow. um in the middle of the lockdown yeah so it is really like both energies really like almost move into your mind and they sit with you. Both of them like sit in there and help you like do your work. It's like a, almost like an alien takes you over, but you're both conscious in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it, it's, 
yeah it's really hard to describe it actually because it feels like it doesn't feel like a mind thing it feels like a heart thing yeah and right. um, it's like the mind through the filter of the heart that that's how I would probably describe it mm-hmm. um but yeah they they definitely inspire rather than take over because that's yes, a bit that's, scary yeah, doesn't that's it a nicer way. Um, they don't take you over folks it's okay um, <laughs> But they will inspire you, certainly. And we always have a choice, like I said earlier. Um, Just briefly digressing back to fairies, when I was kind of almost instructed to organise a fairy festival at the time of midsummer in Cornwall, when I didn't have a venue, it was like a really bossy fairy energy. Mm. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I had to sit with it. And I thought, why not? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. really had to choose to do it like you can't because they will boss you around especially the fairies yeah but the mermaids yeah. are more kind of um let's say like a slinky energy more it it they're very just fluid gets to your and, heart mm. yeah definitely and um and you say mermaids and they're often perceived as female but there are kind of masculine and feminine energies within within the mer realms and mm-hmm. um yeah is it's very 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 different but the way they're very similar as well is that they both have this love and passion for their domain which for the fairies is the land and for the mermaids is the ocean yeah absolutely um and so what was I gonna say I was too busy thinking about mermaids then (laughs) And so, so when you, when you like get told that you need to do something, because especially if it's something big as well, like creating a festival, which is not like, you know, go around to the shops and grab some milk. It's like a big deal. Do you go into that? Because obviously you'd get the doubt of why would I do that? That's such, that's huge. What I don't have time for and all of that. Do you just like have that trust knowing that they know it's all going to work out. Uh, that is how it went, actually. Yeah. And and I, my personality type, which has been kind of consistent from a child onwards, has been the kind of, I'll do crazy things, I'll try, I'll be the one that does something that's never been done before, or it's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. Because I, I really believe that being in this body as a human my soul is inhabiting this body and while I'm in it I want to do as many things as possible within this vessel Mm -hmm. so when I get these ideas and inspirations um coming to me I know that they're kind of suggesting it to me because they know that I'll do it even though I'll say well hang on let me think about (laughs) this like two seconds later okay um (laughs) and so it was because my question, because at the time I, I, I'd been doing events, organising events since um, 1995 or 1996. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing it a long time. I built up a good reputation and and the idea for the festival came in. I think it was is it 2005 or 2006. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, you're kind of asking me to announce a festival fine I could do that Mm -hmm. even though I've never organized a festival (laughs) you're saying it's got to be in Cornwall fine you're saying that it needs to be at midsummer that makes sense yep but I don't have a venue and you want me to announce an event without a venue 
that was an issue for me. Yeah. And they just said, announce it, the venue will come, trust. Yeah. Very simple. And as I'm saying it, I'm getting that feeling that I got Mm. at the time, which is like this whoosh of kind of tingly energy. Yeah. And I thought, "Mm, well, why not? Yeah. (laughs) So I did. And then they opened these kind of metaphorical fairy doors, if you like, and led me to this guy who owns some land it already had a stage on it it was already set up to be a festival site Mm -hmm. and um I just suggested it and he thought why not he had that kind of same attitude yeah and he's ended up yeah and so 16 years later where we are now he that man is still the festival manager site manager and um and we've since moved venues we've been at another venue for the last 10 years I don't know where the time flies when you're having fairy fun that is for sure (laughs) although it is a lot of work I say work rest and fay that's the the order of the day um so it it is about trust but when you it's really hard because I'm a Taurus as well I've got Scorpio rising I like to be in control of things I don't really like too much change but there's this part of me, which I think is my moon in Pisces, that allows these explorations to take yes. little risks, not like dangerous risks, but just risks in life. Because I just believe even if it's perceived as a failure, whatever you do, mm-hmm. it is a success because you've tried. You've done it. You've at least given it a go. You've at least tried. And um, and working with the fairies is fun. It is fun most of the time because these things will just happen and it all comes through that connection. So it's a journey. Mm -hmm. So they're like co-creators. They're co-founders, aren't they, of the festival? I should credit them, really. You should. (laughs) A bit more. (laughs) I love that they came through to you as well with that, because you said before they're very, like, simple, no details, direct, and that's exactly what they said. Like, don't worry about a venue. You don't need to worry about that. That's just details. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, just trust it'll all unfold. And it did. It did. That's so funny. (laughs) So we went over before people who want to start to connect with the fairies. So what would your advice be then for people who want to connect more with mermaids? Okay, so if people want to connect with mermaids, then it's not dissimilar to when you connect with fairies, Mm -hmm. except you're working with the more watery fluid energy now if you Mm -hmm. don't live near an ocean not everybody is living near an ocean or able to go to an ocean so one of the things that I do is um I mean I am blessed because I live near an ocean but the blessing is because I chose to live here (laughs) I made the conscious move (laughs) to be here but if you can't get to the ocean then one of the things I do is I take a little vessel I don't know where it is it's probably got some crystals in it somewhere Mm -hmm. it's a little heart ceramic vessel in ocean blue but you can use anything Mm -hmm. take some pure water either mineral water or rainwater ideally and then take some pure salt Mm -hmm. and then one of the things so simple no matter where you are and you put salt into the water just a tiny bit you mix it around and then you say with water and salt to symbolize sea and you place a bit on your third eye and say, may mermaid wisdom reside within me. Mm. 
and immediately, even though I haven't got any water or salt in my hands, but just doing that, that energy comes in because the water and the salt is symbolizing the ocean where the mermaids dwell. Yeah. And so you're immediately, as soon as you connect to the ocean, you are connecting to the mermaid energy. So it's very, very simple. And again, look at your, um, how you treat the ocean mm-hmm. and what you put in the ocean. Respect and, again. Yeah, respect. And mm-hmm. what you consume from the ocean, ideally not really consuming from the ocean, mm-hmm. but um, really look at that because, again, that will make a difference. But that's a really, really simple way. I love that. That's beautiful. And I think it, it is really helpful because, yeah, majority of the people, they don't live near the ocean and it's quite hard to sometimes even get there because everyone's so busy and you know you could say have a bath but then a lot of people don't have a bath so I think having something so easy to create it just it's like is very encouraging to be able to establish that relationship because you can't really make an excuse because it's right there yeah and if you want to connect you can Mm -hmm. and and everybody has within pretty much everybody has access to water and salt yeah and and that is creating that energy um so it is yeah it's it's quite simple to do and it it is a powerful thing even though I feel connected with them anyway whenever I do that it kind of brings it in even more forceful Mm. forcefully and you can make it into part of your ritual as well if you're having a bath and this is something else that I do I'll put I do fairy baths and mermaid baths and mermaid baths I'll put salt in and I'll just literally go into some kind of visualization meditation and I close my eyes and then imagine that I've got a tail and connect that way as well beautiful that's so nice I love that (laughs) now you mentioned that you're in Cornwall now I have like Cornwall is to me I've heard so many stories about it that it's basically like this mecca of magic. There's so many different like fairy stories and mermaid stories and all of that. So can you tell me a bit more about Cornwall itself? Like why, why is it so magical? Like, what is it? Tell me what is happening there. (laughs) Well, I think, especially when I talk to people in the United Kingdom, if I go to London or if I go to other events, whenever I say Cornwall, they say, oh, I love Cornwall, but it's so far away. Mm. It's like, well, that's part of the reason why I'm here, because I wanted to get as far (laughs) away as possible from city life (laughs) and just know that the further away you go, the less inhabited it is by humans. And there are a lot of humans here, um, but there's just this feeling of wildness. And there's a place, there's several places actually on the coastline, but one place in particular called La Morna mm-hmm. Cove, where I go to, and you, it's like a rock climb uh, cliff walk. And when you look out over the ocean, there are no signs of humans and I so you could be literally in another time and I love that about it as well so it's very timeless um it's one of the most condensed places with megalithic stones stone circles standing stones um, dolmen and it's um I think that really adds to the energy as well of Mm -hmm. why it's so magical I I can't 
how how do you define magic again it's yeah. a feeling but I feel like it's because it's so raw and yeah while, you know there are built up places it's not like you're out in the sticks all the time but at but its you, core yeah but from literally if I'm I'm in a place now and then within five minutes I can be by a stream and a waterfall and mm. all I have to do is literally walk across the road and um this particular place that I'm thinking and talking about now is is like a um it's like a secret because you can walk to this place and you can't see a way through so if you don't know the area you mm-hmm. wouldn't know the magic that was behind this particular place and um it's Cornwall's full of places like that little magical places to discover and you wouldn't know unless you really are told by someone else who knows or you just really use your senses so it's a very kind of sensual place actually mm. you senses and just tuning into where you want to go and it will invariably lead you to somewhere really beautiful have you can you tell me about a magical experience you've had there I know you've probably had like a million but is there one in particular that really like stands out for you oh wow oh my gosh I feel like kind of I know this sounds a bit cliche like every day is magical Mm -hmm. here when especially when I'm outside but yeah there have been quite a few really magical experiences and again it's really weird it was an owl experience and um I just happened to have a visitor from a Peruvian shaman who's a friend and we were driving and this white owl just flew in front of the car and was just guiding us just this pure white owl yeah and led us to where we were going and then it went and that felt pretty magical and I think that was a combination of being in Cornwall and being with a Peruvian shaman Mm -hmm. and just the magic of of the moment but that was really special and you do see owls owls are around but they don't normally guide you no they don't actually like Harry Harry Potter Potter. yeah that um it was literally like that it led us so that was this kind of standout moment that I don't really think about a lot so I'm really glad you asked that question Mm -hmm. because I don't kind of identify especially more magical moments um but that just came in so yeah it's lovely to remember that actually (laughs) I love it Uh, because where where I live in Victoria in Australia is up in the hills and we I guess you would consider us out of town like it's the city is about 45 minutes so it's not really that far but people consider it to be quite far and (laughs) I feel like it's a very similar kind of energy up here because the community around here really care about where they live they put a lot of love into it they want things to remain untouched like there's a lot of respect and I feel like when you go to places like that people really cherish where they live and they really, really want it to just remain what it should be at its core. They don't want it to be like a touristy place. They don't want to make money from it. They just want to live in a place that they love and makes them feel good because just seeing it look beautiful and wild is like enough. That's all you need from it. And I think that's often why, because like where I am, you can go into the forest and you feel it's like humming with like fairy energy or maybe whatever else is out there. But I think because people just have that love for it, it just kind of like, they like, they want to be there. They want to be around because they're like, people care 
people care here. So I'm going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. <clears throat> and I mean, there are people that come in that want to change things that want to yeah. control things and cut the grass and put pebbles down instead. And I've never understood that. <laughs> um, why? Cause I, if you look along the street where I live, like I've got wild bluebells growing yeah. on the side, but they were there when I moved here and I've just let every, so mine, it already looks like a little bit of a, a kind of a creative fairyland, if you like. And, <laughs> yeah. and the, the plants and the trees, everything's growing in little arches and you just, I don't know it there's just a different feeling because I think nature knows that it's loved I've had like a badger live in the garden oh um, wow foxes come through um something hedgehogs hedgehog gave oh birth I love hedgehogs so Stop, little, that's amazing they know it's a safe haven they know that they're welcome they know that it's organic they know that I don't put any chemicals down mm-hmm. on my land and and it thrives I planted some purple sprouting broccoli about three years ago and it's still giving me dinner (laughs) (laughs) I can just literally go out and snip a few bits off and I ask it and then I put it in the food and it's fresh and it's just keeps giving if you let Mm -hmm. nature will always provide and do its thing Um, yes if we let it if we just let it I agree. We're in our garden. We we made like a little fairy garden because I was like, you guys need to go outside. That's where you can hang out. The inside is mine. <laughs> and so anyway, around there, all, all of a sudden, all these wildflowers have just burst all around it. But they've also come through the bricks. Like all these daisies have yeah. started to come through. And we had a gardener come through and he was going to get rid of it. And I'm like, no, 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 don't touch it. Leave it alone. Like, That's what they wanted to grow. And look how beautiful it is. Like, why would you want to get rid of wildflowers? They're so good. Exactly, exactly. And the bees really need it. And we really do need to be kind of looking out for the bees, which is a part of us showing respect for nature. Because I think most people listening here would know that the bee without the bees, then things aren't really going to get pollinated. Amazing. They are like, yeah, without them, we would just not be here exactly can I ask you a question yeah (laughs) spiders spiders in Australia oh my god how do you even cope (laughs) we where I live especially we get huntsmen's that are no joke they're like that big and I I'm not a spider person like I have respect for them I'm like listen I'm not gonna kill you that I get that you're here but you can't be in my house so that's when I call my husband like no joke they'll always be in our room or they're up with the kids and I message him and I'm like you need to come and deal with this situation right now and he comes down with like this big margarita glass and he'll like catch them and put them outside but I want nothing to do with them like no thank you I respect you but I respect our boundaries (laughs) yeah yeah I I let um over here I don't think we have like spiders that can give you a little nip in fact there was a spider that used to it it must have been the same one because I don't know how long they live or a family of spiders but Mm. every year I would get bitten on the bottom in the same place like consistently it went on for about three years and it was 
that must have been either I was having a reaction or it's poisonous, but it would really come up like yeah. really icky. And um, but we don't really have super poisonous spiders, but uh, like you, I respect them. Um, from afar, I, <laughs> the big, big one, but I do let them stay in the corners sometimes because they've got to live somewhere. And as long as I can keep an eye on them, I'm like, yeah. stay there, yes, yeah, stay, you can be there as long as you stay there. That's right, and that's why it is. No, they just the way they move, and I don't know. Bless them; <laughs> they need yeah. some positive PR, don't they? they? Do. I, I love they're, them. But, they're just yeah, misunderstood, but I don't yeah. want them near me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was only because um, I know you have lots there, don't you? Anyway, I don't. We're fairies and mermaids, aren't we? Not spiders. oh yes. Well, I'm I had sure to the fairies love spiders, so it's all oh, good. Yeah, they ride on their backs sometimes for fun. Yeah. <laughs> they're braver than me um so I've talked about the morning but do you have an evening ritual that you would do as well um, I usually meditate in the mm. evening that's what I do I don't um if I remember usually when I go to bed I go to bed when I'm ready to sleep and really tired because I when I'm awake I just want to do everything yeah and I stay awake sometimes literally until I'm just ready to drop um <laughs> I'm just for there's so many things there's not enough hours in the day to do mm-hmm. everything so I do as much as I can and then I will always meditate when I go to bed and just put myself in that because the day it, life is just full of stuff isn't it there's always yeah. stuff and things to deal with and not always fun and but some of it is lots of it is but just all these things and I like to just come back to my center Mm. and just remember that I am not these things I am a presence and just remember that I'm a presence and actually I'm observing these things Mm. happening and that kind of frees me up and then my mind they have all these little things and I'll turn the thoughts into clouds and let them float away that's beautiful I'll turn them into birds and let them fly out of my ears or something (laughs) but I just try and release it because if you say I will not think I will not think I will not Mm. think then you just think that's Mm -hmm. just what you do it's the nature of humanity to do that um and the human mind so I just try and just be still and allow everything to come up but just continually release it and then I'll do um usually a guided meditation um I've got lots of different ones and depending on what mood I'm in and Mm -hmm. if I need to release something if I've had if I've had a particularly heavy day or something that's happened that's been heavy and I just can't shift it then I'll do a releasing meditation to release that beautiful Um, and if we're coming up to a a full moon a new moon full moon onwards I kind of use that time for manifesting and Mm -hmm. um thinking about things that I want to bring into my life and then as the moon's waning then I just use that as a time for releasing in a general way beautiful I love that now before we finish I have five questions for you and these are like the spitfire round getting to know you more questions so yikes okay (laughs) (laughs) question number one uh if is there a movie that you could watch a thousand times and never get sick of? I'm sorry. I know this is supposed to be fast. No, it's okay. <laughs> a film that, that 
I've got two films. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. The film that I could watch over and over again is Elf with Will Ferrell. Yes. <laughs> yes. I and I just love it, and I never tire of that film. Yes. Um, but another film that I don't know if I could watch a thousand times, but it's a film that I just love. Is called What Dreams May Come with mm. Robin Williams. Oh, he's beautiful. And have you seen that film? No, I haven't. It's it's a powerful film, but it is so magical as well. And it really goes into human emotions and stuff. So anyway, I digress. So yeah, Elf. Yes. And, <laughs> and What Dreams May Come. Two completely contrasting movies. I love it. I love <laughs> There's it. lots of other ones, but um, I really like those. Yeah. Nice. Um, a book that's changed your life. Um, probably the magic of Fintorn. Mm, good one. Which is, uh, yeah, like a true story about mm-hmm. how they what built. Have you heard of Fintorn in Scotland? No, it, it um, sounds familiar. That's why as soon as you said it, it rang a bell for me. Yeah, it's well, they co-created with the fairies. It was it was a barren land. And yet they were known for growing the biggest vegetables and they literally grew on sand and they worked with the fairies with a fairy energy. And The Magic of Fintorn is the book that I feel changed my life. Yeah. Beautiful. I have to read that. I have heard of that. Yes. As soon as you said that, it clicked. Yeah. Um, Is there an animal that you have a connection with? It could be a specific animal or just a type. Um. Well, I'm going with what uh, lots of animals, but I'm going with what's coming into my mind, mm-hmm. and that is magpies, mm. and they're part of the crow family. I don't know if you have um, yes, we do them over there, mm-hmm. and they can be quite vicious. But I think again, they get a bad press. But I just have a very they they'll sit on my windowsill and just tap to oh, get my attention. Wow, that's beautiful. yeah, they'll. I just have a connection with them. So, yeah, magpies, I would say. They have a beautiful song in the morning, don't they? Yeah, they kind of can be a bit squawky as well. <laughs> but, but I love it. And we mm. had, like, a family of them living at the end of the garden and they would always have their young every year and then they would go off and, yeah, so beautiful. Oh, I, I, nice. I love all, all animals pretty mm-hmm. much, um, but magpies is the one that came to my mind yeah beautiful um is if you could travel anywhere in the world right now where would you go peru Ooh. any reason in particular um i haven't been there but i've dreamt about it so many times and i've dreamt about the the like mayan pyramid yeah. thing and then I dreamt that there was these chambers underneath them. And then I found out there are actually chambers underneath them. Wow. So I just really want to go like Machu Picchu and, yeah. and be there to feel it. Yeah. Do you feel like it's like a past life thing? Like you've been there before? Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say that. And also my youngest son, he when he was born he told me his name telepathically I didn't have a name for him I knew that he would let me know 
and yeah. I, I when I saw him I would know and he kind of telepathically looked at me when he was born and he opened his eyes and this name just popped into my head but it was like Samahayanayan or something and I was mm. like that's weird but then when <laughs> it broke down it was like Samayan and so he was born and it's a combination he told me that name but it is a combination of the time he was born around Sawain so yeah. which is also Samhain yeah. and um, the mayor the Maya, if you like, is the illusion and the Mayan was the Mayan energy. And I remember on, I actually remember the night that he was conceived and I looked out the window and there was this blue flash of lightning, but it wasn't raining. And I saw this tall kind of Mayan figure in the sky. Wow. So I feel like he, that's reinforced my connection. So it's like, we've got a really interesting connection. Like sometimes he's like my dad. <laughs> like he tells me, he tells me off, but he talks to me like I'm his child, and he's so wise. And it's like mm, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe when you were there, he was your dad, and so he's a bit confused. Very, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a, a really lovely connect, like healing mm. connection with that, and so that's why I feel like uh, I've definitely had a connection there. Wow, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> what a cool story. <laughs> Um, okay, last one. What does mm -hmm. happiness look like for you? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like waking up, yeah, feeling healthy, having a roof over my head, food in my belly, and love in my heart. Very simple. Uh, perfect. I love uh -huh. that. Thank you so much for being here. Now, before we go, where can everybody find you? Oh, yeah. I always forget about those things. I know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I've got my website, which is karenk.co.uk, K-A-R-E-N-K-A-Y.co.uk. I'm kind of on most social media now um, at Karen K Fairy. Mm -hmm. And that is, I usually post daily on Instagram and I'm a recent TikTok person as well, oh, which good. is... Uh, really fun like all the fairy filters that they've got and <laughs> oh it's just so cool um I'm hoping that novelty will wear off at some point because nah. <laughs> just waste a whole hour just like well not mm. waste because you can't waste time you can only spend it just scrolling through so on uh tiktok I am at Karen K fairy official uh because mm. I did start the Karen K fairy on tiktok and I logged out and I couldn't get <laughs> So, um, so that's why there's an official but pretty much everywhere I'm Karen K fairy and it's the convent it's the conventional easy way of spelling fairy so f-a-i-r-y beautiful um, I'll yeah. link everything as well so people can just jump over and definitely follow oh, because you. you have like your oracle decks as well are so beautiful I absolutely love that oh there they are they're so beautiful I just like every single one it's just like filled with warmth and oh I just love it love. you can feel your energy in those cards and I think sometimes you do get decks where you're like I don't know it just doesn't feel as vibrant but with yours like you can feel your intention in it so like yeah, thank, thank you, you for that as well is in both decks and I'm actually working on another project at the moment I can't say yet oh. what it is we'll I'll just leave a little cliffhanger and nice I know one. the other thing that I was going to say if anybody wants to um receive a short 
little free connecting with fairy meditation um, I think it's called through the fairy door if you join my newsletter on my website at karenk.co.uk mm -hmm. um, I'll send you a little download oh, so beautiful. that you can have that gentle light experience and it's totally free so um do it yeah amazing <laughs> oh thank you so much Karen it was an absolute joy and I'm sure everybody's gonna just like gobble up all your wisdom so thank you for being oh. here Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. And yeah, so lovely talking to you, Amy, and um, for inviting me on your podcast. Thank you. Always. So You'll have to come back. You'll have to come back and share to. even more. Yes. That would be amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Isn't Karen just so amazing? I just love her so much. And I hope that you enjoyed listening to our chat. Um, definitely go and follow Karen if you if you vibed with her magical mind. Um, she puts up really cool like fairy card readings nearly every single day. She's got just awesome, awesome stuff going on over there. So go and follow her. Um, if you want to follow me and connect with me more, you can find me on Instagram and that will be under Wick and Sage. You can watch this interview and see our faces and that's on YouTube um, under Rose Thorn Cottage. And if you want to dive in and do some extra magic, you should come over and join me on Patreon. Uh, we've got pretty much the best group I'm going to say in the world over there. We, um, we had our first little Patreon Zoom party for Yule this week and everyone is just like, they're so cool and it was f so fun and yeah, it's just really, really, really cool over there. That's where I usually post up lots of extra magic. We've got like Book of Shadow pages, extra podcast episodes. It's all happening. So if you're keen for that, jump over. But I hope you have a beautiful week and a beautiful day, whatever day you're listening to this. And I will see you next time. Bye.